Hello, and welcome to this installment of Nature Up North's Naturally Speaking. My name is Rasheen creedon um, and I'm a senior here at SLU. And my name is Patrick Chase. I'm a sophomore here at SLU. Uh, we are the Nature Up North Digital Media Interns. And what are we talking about today, Patrick? I think today we're talking about canoeing. Canoeing? Um, so within this podcast, we're going to cover uh, an overview of the canoe shape. Uh, the history of canoeing within the North Country. Uh, we're going to share some personal anecdotes. And then we're going to share some ways to get involved with North Country canoeing. That all sounds phenomenal. Uh, before we dive into that, guys, just a little disclaimer. Uh, we are just canoeing enthusiasts and we are no experts. By any means, not at all. Um, but first, I'd like to break the ice a little. Um, have you guys heard that one canoeing riddle? Uh, there are two penguins in a canoe, and they're canoeing through the desert, and one turns to the other and goes, where's your paddle? And the second one goes, sure does. Yeah, I'm stumped. You want to uh, tell the audience uh, the joke here? Yeah, so the, the, the point of the riddle is that they're in the desert, so the sand is eroding the paddle. So it's like wears. It wears your paddle. Uh. <laughs> Okay, where's your paddle? It sure does. It sure does. It sure does. That is a phenomenal joke. Thank you, Rasheen, very much. So, I I know that you need a you need a canoe to go canoeing, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, well, you probably need a paddle too. You probably need both of those things put together. Um, but what does a canoe actually look like? And kind of what are the parts of the canoe? What do they, how, what do they function for? Mm -hmm. That's a great question, Patrick. And we are actually going to put an image of a canoe on Nature of North with anatomy pointing to it. Um, but basically the thwart is a strut uh, placed crosswise in a ship or a boat serving as a structural member uh, or to help with carrying. Um, and there are two of these. And in between these two thwarts, there's a yoke, which is a cross beam in the boat's center, connecting the starboard and port sides. Um, and then there are ribs. And these are lateral supports, which run at angles to the keel on the inside of the canoe. And however, the design of a canoe has shifted throughout time. Um, the current design is very ergonomic and fits the need of the user. So you uh, you mentioned the yoke. I've heard this uh, term associated with portaging. Uh, so could you maybe explain how those two are related and maybe talk uh, talk about uh, port portaging for a little bit? Yeah, totally. Great question. So portaging is basically when you lift the canoe using the thwarts up onto your head. And usually you do this with whoever you're canoeing with uh, to aid in support. And then you're lifting the canoe by the thwarts, and the, on the yoke, there's a cutout little half moon that fits around your neck. And um, earlier, the way that the canoe was designed, the thwart was just made of um, wood, as was the yoke. However, now the yoke is more ergonomic and has padding. Um, and although this isn't the easiest or safest part of canoeing, with enough practicing, portaging really opens up a world of canoeing and longer trips. Yeah, that definitely sounds uh, very convenient, especially around here where a lot of uh, bodies of water are segmented and uh, separated by quite a few, uh, quite some distance. Um, 
But uh, as I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about portaging, thinking about maybe kind of at the end of the journey, I get to the waterway, put my canoe in the water, and then what do I do? I, I don't know. Uh, how do you actually move in a canoe? Yeah, totally. So you're in the water and you're like, how do I drive this thing? Um, so there are three very simple strokes that you can do, and there are far more advanced ones. However, I just stick to these three mainly. Uh, there's the J stroke, um, there's the forward stroke, and there's the pry. So I usually steer on my left side. So the J stroke turns the boat left, the forward stroke turns the boat right, and the pry is more of a like maneuver to get like away from trees or away from like docks that you may have to maneuver around. Awesome. Awesome. Very good information that is definitely needed if you want to go canoeing. Um, so as I touched on a little bit earlier, um, the whole reason why canoeing is important around here and why it kind of uh, got its start around here is because of the geography and geology of the region. The geography of the North Country is very glaciated. Of course, the um, mountains around here used to be quite a bit taller. Some glaciers came, some glaciers left, and they left those uh, mountains significantly smaller. And while they receded, they carved up the land quite a bit. And at, in this retreat, they carved uh, deep channels throughout the land into the uh, bedrock. And over time, because a lot of this rock was a uh, very hard igneous rock, so it's not very porous, these deep cuts in the land filled with water. And that's where all the lakes and such come from today. Uh, and as well, it left a lot of the land. There wasn't a lot of soil around because uh, it had wiped a lot of it away. So this led to a lot of rivers forming in the region. Um, and this uh, that's also another reason why canoeing is pretty big in the area. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, these waterways have determined how we live our life off of the land. And this can be through any means like farming and transportation, where our towns are found, and how we recreate within these rivers and lakes. But the history of canoeing... Um, is so interesting and actually pertains to Canton a lot. As said before, canoeing has been an important part of life in the North Country, um, but the beginning of recreational canoeing began with George Washington Sears. Because of all the waterways, people had been canoeing around for a bit, but George Washington Sears, Sears was the first to go on a 266-mile journey through the Adirondacks. Um, he did portages. Uh, he did the whole whole deal. Um, and most expeditions were led in these larger, clunkier, heavier canoes, um, or George Washington, George Washington Sears, also known as Nesmuk, was a sports writer for forests and streams, and he launched the North Country into the era of solo trips and lightweight canoeing. He was 5'3 and 103 pounds, so he could not physically carry the popularized canoe of the time. That is quite small. But I just, I could probably bench press that dude. Yeah. Um, so when people started taking an interest in recreational canoeing, J. Henry Rushton of Canton, New York, crafted a lighter, friendlier canoe for Nesmuk. And the legacy of Rushton lives on in the Canton Memorial Rushton Canoe Race. And at the time that Nesmuk took this trip, he was 62. Um, and after his expedition, people began crafting lighter and smaller canoes with the interest in recreational canoeing. Wow, 62. I, I take back what I said. Props to that guy. Uh, but speaking of George Washington Sears, did you know that he was not just an avid canoeer, but he also dabbled in some poetry? Wow. 
Yeah, and this takes us right into our Nature Nugget segment. Guys, you're really going to enjoy this one. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, get into that, and uh, we'll be right back. Um, we'd like to interrupt this normal programming for a Nature Nugget brought to you by the trout fish itself. So that trout, we aren't going to read all of it. It's significantly long. But I'll read the first two stanzas. I've watched that trout for days and days. I've tried him with all sorts of tackle. With flies got up in various ways, red, blue, green, gray, and silver hackle. I've tempted him with angle dogs and grubs that must have been quite trying, thrown deftly in betwixt old logs, where probably he might be lying. I jabbed it at his dorsal fin, six feet beneath the crystal water, twas all too short, I tumbled in, and got half drowned, just as I'd otter. Adieu, o trout of marvelous size, that speckled wonder bright be the waters where you rise and green the banks you cuddle under isn't that just lovely wow i was there the whole time <laughs> thank you for taking that break with me um i really like that poem it's one of my favorites all right guys thank you we are now back um before we go ahead, just want to kind of mention something pretty important here. Though George Washington Sears and his writing is certainly historical and important, uh, we of course have to remember that he did not invent the canoe, uh, nor was he the first to canoe in the area. It was of course the indigenous peoples of the Adirondacks, the North Country, and Canada who uh, invented the canoe and were using canoes for a very, very long time uh, before George Washington Sears ever came along. Thank you, Patrick. I think that's so important to mention. Um, but transitioning into our own experiences, what's your most significant memory in a canoe, Patrick? What a great question. You know, I've had, I've made so many good memories in a canoe, uh, especially from my childhood. It's very hard to select just one, you know. Um, but if I had to, I would say uh, it was when I was really young, don't remember too many details, but it was just, I remember the sun was out, it was a nice day, probably springtime, uh, and it was just me, my dad, and we were in my grandpa's canoe uh, that he had just given us. We were kind of like testing it out, you know, in a way. And we were just doing some fishing from the canoe, not much else. Um, and when you're probably five or six that's like better than disney world quite frankly like, you know it doesn't it really doesn't get much uh, much better than that um so that really sticks out to me and um taking a hard left turn maybe rasheen would you want to speak about your worst memory in a canoe oh i'd love to patrick and i would like to preface this by saying um a majority of my experiences in canoes are more similar to patrick's However, uh, this one day I was canoeing around a Tupper Lake and there were these rapids, these class four rapids. And I, I take most of the blame. I don't really understand how to J stroke. I'm really great at the sea, but I can't really figure out the J stroke at all. Um, and my partner and I, we were just not steering and <laughs> we completely capsized in these rapids and we hit some knees, we scraped some elbows, we turned our canoe around, and we just got right back in it and kept on paddling. Um, and it was definitely a memorable experience. I'm glad and hopeful that it won't happen again. Many such cases. Guys, we've, uh, we've all been there. Um, but as you said, I th I'm glad you highlighted this. The most important part is just getting back in the canoe, guys. Um, you know, we've all had those experiences. We've all fallen out of the canoe. 
uh, we've all gotten soaking wet and we've all been scared to ever go back in a canoe again, maybe, uh, maybe not. Um, but the important thing is to just get back in there and get back at it. Uh, and if you want to know more about canoeing in the region, guys, I highly recommend the um, Adirondack Museum in Blue Mountain Lake. Uh, I've been there. It's a phenomenal exhibit. Uh, and you should also check out, if you're looking for more information about the indigenous side, you should check out the Haudenosaunee Canoeing Journey. It's a much more uh, comprehensive, in-depth um, history of indigenous canoeing in the region. Great suggestions, Patrick. And if you're in the area from May 5th to May 7th, I would totally recommend coming down to the 61st Canoe Weekend of the Russian Memorial Canoe Race. Um held right here in Canton, New York. Um, we'll put a link on the Nature Up North website. Totally recommend you come by, watch out some fun canoe races. Um, and while you're at it, explore waterways near you. You never know where you might end up. Well, as a uh, proud canoeing enthusiast myself, I'm definitely going to be at the Russian, canoe, uh, Russian Memorial Canoe Race. I cannot think of anything more fun than that. I'll see you there, Patrick. Well, guys, you know, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Naturally Speaking. We hope you enjoyed it. And as always, get, get up and get, get outdoors, outdoors with, with Nature, nature Up North. north.